Welcome. Thank you for joining us for this episode from Avondale Baptist Church. We are so happy to be sharing the Word of God with you and hope that this message is a blessing to you. And now, here's Brother Richard. Good morning. So we're going to start a new series called The Games, Running the Race. And I struggled uh, this week to, I prayed and, and I asked God, I was like, God, I don't have a sermon. I don't, uh, you know, it's been busy. Uh, we went to Austin uh, for the state track meet and, and Tarina uh, made it to state and she got sixth place there at state, and so we are very proud of her. Yes, uh, she's not here this morning. She uh, stayed in Houston and uh, spent some time with her mom, uh, so just be in prayer that she arrives home safely. Um, but it, it was just amazing. I've never been part of a state track meet. I never didn't know what to expect. We are very proud of, of Tarina, you know, but... But we didn't realize how big the state track was. And it was hot. It was really hot. And the sun, it was in triple digits. And the sun was really just burning us up. And my white legs, you know, they just didn't handle the sun too well. And I was wearing black pants to top that off. And I had my pants rolled up. And just really wasn't prepared, uh, you know, and, and... and all the other track meets that we've uh, been part of, you know, it's like they only take cash. They didn't take credit card. And so one of the things that we prepared was we're going to have some cash on us this time. And, and, and that's going to be the amount of money that we're going to spend. You know, we're not going to mess with our debit card. And we get there and it turns out they didn't take cash. They only took debit card. And, and you know, as spectators, you... Uh, you have to go online and see what the do's and the don'ts, and you can't carry bags, and if you do carry a bag, it has to be a clear plastic bag, and you can't bring in your coolers or drinks or anything like that. You can't bring umbrellas. You couldn't even bring those stadium chairs. So I'm like, man, I'm going to sit on these aluminum uh, uh, seats that are not very comfortable, especially uh, when it's 105 degrees out there and uh, sitting out there hours, hours, and hours, but it was a great time, and it was a really neat experience, and I was just amazed, like even just our daughter, how much work she put in to get where she needed to be, and you know, the ultimate goal was to get the gold medal, right, you know, that's what she trained for, and that's what she practiced and worked hard for and exercised, and she was eating right, and and well, I tell you what, though, the the runners, the runners were amazing, fast-paced, one after another, just one event after another, and it was just like, you know, they would start off in the starting line, and then uh, as they get close to the finish line, everybody in the stadium will stand up and just cheering. I don't even know who I was cheering for. I was just cheering for the guy that was ahead of everybody else, you know, and just really, just, just really cheering on. And I just realized how much work, how much discipline, 
how much faith they needed to have to do what they do to work to get to where they're at. And God was just like, you know, that's how it is in our Christian, Christian walk. That's how it is in our faith walk. And then I was like, I think Paul talks about that. I think there's something in the Bible that talks about running the race, right? So we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And Paul is talking about striving for the crown, our reward. Paul tells us to run our race in a winning manner. We must be willing to train ourselves. We must be willing to live each day intentionally. And we need to bring our bodies under control through self-discipline and obedient to the Holy Spirit. The way of life. Having that discipline. Be willing to train. So let me ask you this, church, because I always ask the church a question. How's your race? Now, when I say race, I don't mean by the color of your skin. How is your race? How is your Christian walk going? Maybe you're in a part of your life where you're just tired. I, I completely understand being tired. Sometimes I just want to sit. And just not do anything. Right? And just relax. Even maybe sometimes when we get so tired, we want to isolate ourselves. Right? When we get so tired, the enemy creeps in. And maybe we start having doubts. Maybe we start struggling in areas in our lives where at one point we were strong. You've just been so sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know? Are you there? Are you at part of your race where you feel that way? Maybe you are part of your race where you just got this flame ignited in you and you just want to work for the Lord and you're like, I'm ready. I'm ready to hit the floor running. I'm ready to, to just tackle whatever is ahead of me and I'm going to do it for the glory of God and I'm going to talk about Jesus to everybody and I just can't wait to go to church on Sunday morning, Sunday nights and Wednesday nights and I just can't wait to go to work and share Jesus to my work co-workers. Or maybe... You just got so used to running the race that just everything became ah, not so important. You're just going through the motions. Hey, I received Christ. I'm good. I got that fire insurance that Christians talk about. I'm all right. I'll just go worship a little bit. Pray a little bit. Maybe give a little money here. Maybe give a little food there. 
but not really, there's no, you don't have no skin in the game. You don't have no fire. It's just a, maybe just a pilot light is lit. And I've said this before, you can't cook much just on a pilot light. I was, I couldn't even heat up a, a tortilla on a, on a pilot light. I tried that yesterday. <laughs> you know, there's, there, there's nothing like a good old tortilla and you just warm it up on, on an open flame on the stove, right? And at the fire station, we have a big gas uh, stove. And that little pilot light just always stays on. And when you turn the knob to on, guess what? The got this nice flame. I don't know what I was thinking. We had some some, uh, chorizo and eggs, burritos, and I wanted a little snack, and it was a little tortilla like that big, and I just threw it on on the stove and thought it would heat up with the pilot light. Nah, I was like, man, this ain't working. So maybe you're going through life and you are a believer but you're just going by that pilot light and you're wondering why you haven't experienced God the way he's been wanting you to experience him maybe you're expecting this big old hot three course meal but you can't even get a a tortilla warmed up but you're expecting this three course meal are you that person? Are we that way? Where we're just trying to operate with a pilot light? Whatever season in life you are, or what part of the race you're in, I want you to leave here to be encouraged that there is a finish line. There is a reward waiting for each and every one of us. We just have to persevere. We have to Stay strong, and we have to continue to move forward. And this is what is the way of life. It's the way we live, it's the way we think, it's the way we speak. All this comes together in finishing strong in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 24, Paul says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? Okay? We're all runners here. Okay? If you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you are a runner. By the way, I was going to have a treadmill up here and I was going to jog through the whole message. But the Holy Spirit says, no, you're not really ready for that. <laughs> yes, Holy Spirit, I will listen to you. <laughs> maybe at the end, or maybe I'll get Todd to, to do the, the running for me. But he says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run? Church, we're all runners. We are all called for a purpose. But one receives the prize. 
run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we, believers, followers of Jesus, we do it for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest, when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Paul is is talking to the Corinthian church, and the Corinthians, they know about games. Because every two years, they have these big Olympic-type games. And they compete for an athletic prize. They actually compete for a crown. And back then, I've learned that those crowns are made out of like branches and these herbs and stuff. And eventually, over time, you get that crown. You win that crown. That's your prize. Eventually, it just dries up. And deteriorates. And that's why Paul says that we are, we are running for a crown that doesn't perish. We, 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 we strive for that reward. That when we get to heaven that we will receive. And Paul begins by stating, do you not know? See, obviously they know. Obviously we know. Right? If you are a believer, you know we have work to do. You know that we have to run the race. And I love how Paul metaphor connects to the people of Corinth. Because they were into those games. Kind of like the way Texas was, was, was like with the state track team they understood the runners they understood that their dedication their discipline training their bodies was for this particular week for this particular day he says that in a race Paul begins in saying that in a race Every runner competes. However, only one receives the prize. And that is so true. In the state track meet, you have hundreds and hundreds of of runners, but only one in each division and each class gets the gold. Only one receives the prize, the gold. And Paul then, he instructs the believers to to run in such a way as to get the prize. To get that prize. Because do you know the reward that is waiting for us on the other side of heaven? And he's telling us that we should run in such a way to get the prize.
God has marked out a race for each one of us. That is, in our spiritual race. In our spiritual race, we're not competing against other believers to win the prize, but we are seeking to faithfully complete the individual races that God has set before me, before you, before us, so that we can all gain our prize. Can you say amen to that? Because we are all, we are not competing against one another. We are all going for the same prize, and we will all receive that prize if we just continue to run the race. Are you seeking to complete that race that God has for you? He tells us that we should run our race. In a way to win the prize. Just as competing athletes, just like those athletes, those runners, those track meets, they, the athletes undergo strict training. So are we. We as a church need to undergo some strict training. We are to train ourselves for our race. How do we train ourselves for the race that God has us in? We ended a series of the full armor of God. And we talked about how important it is for us that we should be suited up because it is a spiritual warfare. Just like these trainers, just like these track uh, meets, the runners, they don't run with steel toe boots on. Or they don't run with high heels on. They have special equipment. They have special, special, special shoes to run the race, and we have to make sure that we understand what it means to be suited up with the full armor of God. And if you don't quite understand, go back and read Ephesians 6. Paul talks about different parts of the armor prayer. Oh, we need prayer more than ever. We need prayer for our country. We need prayer for our, our state. We need prayer for our community. We need prayer for our homes. We need prayer for our church. How's your prayer life? Being in his word. Are you, get, are you getting more into his word more than just one hour a week on Sunday mornings? Or are you in his word daily? You got to discipline yourself. Those athletes, when not only do they have to train, ride, and physically lift weights and exercise and run, but they also have to eat properly. And it's the same thing with us. His word is the bread of life. It's the living water. It's the living well, the, the one that well that we drink from that we would never thirst again. 
How much are you eating of his word? I guess it depends on what season or what part of the race you're in. I've seen it at all different stages. It's self-discipline. Paul tells Timothy to train yourself to be godly. To do the things that God wants you to do. For physical training is some value, but godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. That's in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 through 8. Train yourself to be godly for physical training is, on, is have some value. But he's saying that God's word and, and being part of God's plan and being in his daily word, in his daily relationships, daily walk with him, that has value for all things. When you are going through something in life, a big decision or or maybe some issues or relationships or whatever, whatever the issue may be, do you turn to his word first and see what God says on the matter? Discipline yourself to go to God's word. Don't just take my word for it because I am of the flesh and you already know me, Bible. You already know me pretty well enough where sometimes I get my words mixed up, Right? Well, pastor said this. It doesn't matter what pastor said. What matters is what the word of God says. Always go to the word of God. Not what the deacons say. Not what the Sunday school teacher says. Test the spirit. Go inside the word. Look it up. What does God say on the matter? See, as followers of Jesus, we train ourselves by the grace and the power of God to embrace the lifestyle and the practices of Jesus. Man, you want to follow a man, follow Jesus. You want to follow the right living, live like Jesus. Look at his examples. Follow him, his practices. Such as solitude and silence. Look at his prayer life. This is a big one for me. Look how he took rest. Rest. His simple and sacrificial living. His intense study. His intense meditation upon the scriptures and his service to others. Those are all a few examples of how we can train ourselves and discipline ourselves to be more like Jesus. Spiritual disciplines and practices are means by which we train ourselves to run our race to win.
And see, next we see that we must realize that the prize we are competing for is a crown that doesn't perish. Doesn't perish. As I talked about the crowns of, of back then, those crowns would, would grow brittle and they fall apart. But as believers, we are running for an eternal crown which James described, and we talked about this, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. What would your crown look like? What would your crown look like? If our reward is in our crowns that we receive, there's a, we're going to go into a, a, a whole other thing about our rewards in heaven. Because remember what I told you uh, that before, that the rewards in heaven, what is, what is the rewards in heaven? To store up our treasures, what are our treasures in heaven, right? The number one thing is people. Right, Because the, the things that we see as treasure here on earth, like gold and rubies and these fine, all, fine diamonds and all that, all that stuff is going, that we see valuable here is going to be used as building materials in heaven. It's people. It's people that we have to be focused on. Our families, our friends. Sharing the gospel, being the light in a dark place, being the salt of the world, bringing people hope who are in hopeless situations. Love God, love others. Or is it love God, love myself? Love God and love others. And Paul says that we have to run that we have to go towards, we're going for the prize that awaits us. And this is the thing that I want to close. We're into the closing. See, Paul concludes by calling believers to exercise intense self-control in all areas of our lives. In all areas. Paul, Paul declares, I strike a blow to my body. The Greek word for strike a blow means to keep under control. We have to exercise self-control. It is important to understand that we have to practice self-control control in a righteous manner. We can't cheat our way to heaven. We cannot cheat our way to heaven. We want to run in a way that where we cannot we don't want to be disqualified and we're not talking Paul's not talking about salvation, right? Because when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, nothing can take our our salvation away. But the rewards that we get in heaven, they will be different. My reward will be different than your reward. 
And he says, let's not run this race where we're going to be disqualified. And I just think back, and right now the, what's going on the news or what has happened where Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Man. How one, how that one decision caused him his reward. That one decision cost him. He was there for the best actor of the year, the male actor of the reward, and he got that award, and now they're going to take that award away from him. Or even that, uh, what's the, the cyclist? Is it Neil Armstrong or Lance Armstrong? They found out that he was... Doping. And they stripped his, his, his awards away. Seven years that he was number one. He was ranked number one. Let's not do a life where we're going to be disqualified. Let's not live a life where we will be disqualified, whether it's in our relationships, whether it's in the church, whether it's in our community, whether it's at our job. We have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit and in t- for that intense self-control. What I'm talking about is sin. Is sin. Every single one of us is one sin away from it being life-changing. That's why it's important. That's why it's important. We have to stay disciplined. We have to know that we are running a race. There's this video that I'm about to share, and it's called Team Hoyt, and you've probably seen this video, and it's together, Dick and Rick Hoyt has run in marathons and competed in triathlons and even went across America. And what they have accomplished together is simply amazing when you consider that Rick, the son, he cannot walk or talk. But through communication, the son told the father that he wants to run. He wants to participate in marathons. And so what the father had to do was he had to train himself. He had to train himself and, and work and, and keep his, his focus on what his son wanted to do. He knew that his son could not do it on his own. Absolutely no way he could do it on his own. And so he trained so he could carry his son through the race. Who taught the son where to stand in? And who told the ocean you can only come this far? And who showed the moon 
Love that video. <laughs> I love that video because that's me in the chair. I don't know what <laughs> what part of the race you're in. But if you're in that part where you're just tired and you feel like you you're just doing it on your own. I want this video, I want this this morning's message to let you know that the Father is ready to carry you. All you have to do is just be willing to sit in the chair and just let Him push you, 
Let him carry you. Let him pull you. Will you allow yourself to be placed in the chair and be carried by the Father who loves you? Maybe you're in that part of the race where you do have the energy and the endurance and you have that fire. But I guarantee you there's somebody that you know that feels like they can't go on. Then you be like the Father and encourage them, push them, help them to run the race. As Gary comes up and just begins to play, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning? Maybe he's calling you to this church. And that's something that you've been struggling with and you're like, I don't know. And Man, let the Father guide you. Let the Father guide you in your race. Maybe you're struggling with a sin. Maybe you're struggling with a stronghold that, that the enemy has on you. And the Father is saying, you just got to let go. Just let go and let him have it all. Maybe you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and that's where you need to begin And because you're, maybe you're running this race and you've been doing it all by yourself, but you see God's hand in everything that you do and you just haven't realized it. Let today be the day that you realize that you need a Savior. Then come. Come to the altar. Maybe you need to just spend one-on-one with the Father, but as Gary plays, What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? If you need some prayer, Greg is in the back. I'm up here in the front. But whatever it is that the Holy Spirit is leading you to do, I want you to have the freedom to come. Thank you, Father God, for this wonderful message. We pray that it has been a comfort and a blessing to our listeners. Thank you for taking the time to join us here at Avondale Baptist Church. Until we see you again, always remember, Jesus loves you.